another dawn you hit the snooze it feels so early these covid blues but don't forget folks get what you give folks go make some coffee Well, good Wednesday morning. It's the Wednesday Morning Coffee Show, hosted by the Cosmic Threader. Hey, wait a minute, that's me. Hello, welcome to the podcast. We have an excellent podcast lined up for you today. Without you, there would be no audience. There would be no raison d'etre for Wednesday Morning Coffee. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. Thanks for sticking around. We're going to have a bedtime tragedy at the end of this episode. Finally, the fourth and final installment of My Creepy Uncle Carl is ready to be broadcast for your listening pleasure. Creepy Uncle Carl, a bedtime tragedy. So you can look forward to that at the end of the episode, or if that's all you're here for, then you're welcome to skip to the end of the episode. I think most uh, podcast players will allow you to do that. Welcome to the show. Stick around, it's going to be fun. Well, hello and happy Wednesday to you. I hope you're snuggled up. It's getting cold out there, at least where I am. I hope you're snuggled up in the morning or afternoon or evening or pre-evening or post-evening or post-cocktails. Whenever you're listening to this, it really doesn't matter. Uh, I just hope that you're nice and warm, or cool if you prefer to be cool, and you have a cup of your favorite beverage, whatever that may be. Myself, I like coffee, fresh ground coffee. Always tastes great in the morning with bacon, or, oh geez, I've just offended every, I've just lost all my vegan audience. Goodbye. (laughs) Some of us still like to eat meat it's a guilty pleasure but I do love the animals I do have love for the animals Um, I don't know how you feel about hunting maybe we could talk a little bit about that Uh, we come from a hunter-gatherer culture most peoples around the world Uh, some cultures got away with eating mainly fish for their protein uh, or whale blubber but so they didn't have to kill a large variety of animals but for the most part, uh, throughout history, we've been omnivores, so we survive on both meat and fruit and vegetables and dairy. Dairy, dairy is debatable. There's a lot of debate about dairy, you know, which is why you have so many alternatives like the almond milks and the and the the rice milks, because there is the argument that we aren't really meant to drink the milk from a cow well after we've been weaned off of our mommies breasts um they say that it's not really natural for adult uh it's not the proper nutrition for adult um children adult people children of the earth i don't know how i feel about that i mean what what were you going to put on your cereal yeah i guess uh rice stream they're not a sponsor sadly they're not a sponsor we need sponsors for this show so uh, we're trying to annoy the sponsors by doing as many fake commercials as possible and next next wednesday morning coffee 
is uh, coming up, and some of it's already recorded. It's um, going to be all fake commercials, so we're going to do a, a an entire episode that's just fake commercials. So if you like those, you can look forward to that. If you don't like those, mark your calendars, because it's going to be a pretty annoying time for you. Uh, lovely, fresh ground coffee. This episode of Wednesday Morning Coffee is brought to you by Morphe, the meat-flavored coffee. The delicious flavor of meatballs blended with caffeine and the finest Arabica beans. Morphe, the meat-flavored coffee. So I met a painter today. He paints these beautiful um, oil paintings, quite large pieces, all with oil. I think he pretty much, well, he may do the odd acrylic, but mostly he exclusively works with oil. And uh, I was quite impressed with his work. So we had a good 15, 20 minute conversation. In hindsight, maybe I should have... Um, asked him I had my phone with me I could have just recorded a, a quick uh, segment with him but it's always interesting when you meet artists because they're they're definitely on a diff different path than the straight and narrow you know they're not they're still part of the grid they're still part of the matrix as people are referring to our existence on this planet sometimes it feels like we're trapped into these very um specific boxes these narrow pathways that we're we're meant to walk when we feel deep inside that this is not what i'm meant to be doing i'm not meant to be going through this daily drudgery just to at the end of the day exist there has to be more than this and many people are striving to get that more and um the powers that be are not making that easy for people um, and why would they? I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's supposed to be tough. It's supposed to be challenge, challenging. And yet, it, it <laughs> the scales I think have tipped to a point where it's either the American dream or the Canadian dream or anybody's dreams just seem very unreachable. Not because they're not capable, intelligent people, but because the system is so economically skewed and so um, focused on hard economics that um, people have a tough time pursuing their their passion if they don't have access to good housing if they don't have access to say a recording studio if they're musicians or a um, you know a place to work on their paintings or to afford paint paint is very expensive for artists or to afford the time to rehearse a ballet piece so things of this nature, they all require what we call patronage, you know, patrons of the arts that give large sums of money. And it sort of seems like that's going away a little bit and that sometimes art or theater or, you know, anything like this is seen as something that's for children, you know, and 
they, you know, the last thing they want to do is produce another artist. <laughs> but they want to produce a, a ton of accountants. You know, they want to they want to have a ton of tradespeople, people to cook their food, even though it's pure hell working in a kitchen. You know, they 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 want you know they want their uh, top chef to work his fingers to the bone and uh, the staff under him as well to bring them their four course meals while the rest of us struggle sometimes to put anything on the table but we shouldn't let that stop us because i think things are about to change and i think they're uh, they already have changed and they are changing you know the one constant in this world and in the universe is change um, so the good news about that is it's going to shift back the other way and I think um, ultimately it will get easier for people not all people unfortunately I mean there there are people that are very badly off you know they're struggling to find fresh water in this world um, and they're dealing with high levels of pollution like we've never seen in you know the more fortunate areas of the world i'm talking about north america um europe to a certain degree uh, scandinavia um but if you look at what's going on you know in, in greece where you have all these people coming in that are fleeing from you know real trauma you know no fresh water just horrible living conditions uh, starvation um all kinds of injustices going on and they're trying to flee and, if, and they're finding that there's narrow pathways as well and there's nowhere to go. So, you know, it could be worse. It, it could be better. We just all got to band together and try to make alliances with people that have similar goals, that have um, similar values. And even if your values don't quite match up, I think you still need to try to to find common ground with people and work together to achieve a better outcome for all of us. You know, not just the the one percent. So tired of hearing that. I'm sure you are too. So I won't talk about it anymore. Stay tuned. Coming up next, if you've been waiting, is the fourth and final installment of my creepy uncle carl a bedtime tragedy so i hope you enjoy this i hope you've enjoyed this somewhat shorter show no guest today and have a wonderful time with whatever your projects are whatever you're working on i hope it turns out really well for you and even if it doesn't even when you fail you still win because you win knowledge you win a learning experience you probably won't make the same exact same mistakes again and it will better prepare you for success in the future. And now for the final installment of My Creepy Uncle Carl, A Bedtime Tragedy. Carl was angry. He stomped out of the house. Or the trailer. Leaving the poodle inside. Not really... Stopping to think if the poodle had water or food. He was angry. He stomped down the walk, up to his roadster, opened the, opened the door up, struggled to get it open, fumbled with the lock, slammed the car door, started the car. If he had learned one thing, it was not to drive angry, but 
He wasn't even thinking of that today. You see, he had found out from a close friend that his doctor, Dr. Brian Sneezewell, had been juicing him with placebos. He'd been lying to him for years, telling him that he was giving him the drugs. No wonder he was nuts. No wonder his heart was all screwed up. He was taking eight different medications that he thought were, were legitimate pills, and he's just been popping sugar this entire time. Oh, he was livid, livid. He revved the engine, sped down to Dr. Sneezewell's. It's a bit of a drive, so he took a few deep breaths and thought, geez, maybe I better calm down than not actually drive angry. So I turned the radio on. See what was on. The heavenly touch pillows, uh, the Lux Silk oh, Duvet, even silk the Maluk Comfort pillows. Mattress Protector, oh. and those hotel nothing better than a bed commercial. A bed and commercial. Oh my God! Not even some soothing music. Took some deep breaths. And finally, he was at the doctor's office. He pulled up. Slammed on the brakes. What was he going to say to Brian? Shut the engine off and sat there for a second. What could he possibly say to this jerk? Eight different kinds of sugar. No wonder he was so fat. No wonder he was borderline diabetic. I wondered if even the diabetes had been misdiagnosed. Uh, Stormed into the office, up to the secretary, fumbling to put his face mask as he came in. His face, he looked like an idiot. His face mask was half on, half off. He's trying to get this, this stupid string over one ear and it snapped. Ow! Hit his finger, threw his mask down. The secretary said, oh, oh, Carl, you scared me. God, you're a creep. Carl's like, sorry, sorry. Uh, my mask broke. She's like, oh, fuck the mask. I, I mean, uh, sorry, sorry about that. I've just been under so much pressure these days having to wear this fucking face mask all the time. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I shouldn't swear like that. I just, I'm not myself these days. Where's Brian? Ah, I, I, he's out for lunch. It's 10.30. What do you mean he's out for lunch? He's out for lunch at 10.30 in the morning? When is he back? 1, one fifteen usually. That's not lunch, that's a fucking vacation. Do you have his number? Well, it'll just ring here. If I give you the number, it'll just ring at the desk. I, we don't give out his personal number. I mean, why would we do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why? Why would you do that? You guys pumping placebos anyways. Is, is that certificate on the wall even real? Let me see that thing. I'm sorry, Carl. I've known you a lot of years, and I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <sighs> All right, but you tell that Sneezewell. When he gets in here, I'm going to be back this afternoon. <sighs> Carl took a deep swallow, left the office, found a proper receptacle to put his broken mask in. He didn't just throw it on the ground like... So many others were doing these days. Walked back up to the roadster. 
thought to himself, what am I going to do? Come back at 1.30. I have to figure out something to do. Maybe I'll go down to the south side, the other side of the tracks, and see if that entertainment bar is open again. Uh, slumped back into the roadster. Started her up. Creepy Uncle Carl settled in at the pub after that afternoon. He had gone back to the doctor's office and Brian had skipped out for the weekend. He, he never did return to the doctor's office. So Carl was now soothing his nerves with a nice Hefeweizen garnished with an orange slice. Nothing like a beer. Doesn't go down easy. What a day. Poor Uncle Carl. Poor, poor Uncle Carl, he said to himself. And suddenly, his phone binked. A bink. A text message. Who could this be from? Ah, oh, it was someone he'd met on a dating site. Lately, he'd been feeling a little bit lonely. The poodle just wasn't a good conversationalist and... Everyone in town was named Brian, and who can have a real conversation with anyone? Seriously, their name's Brian. So, Carl joined this dating site. You know, and this woman was messaging him, and he liked her description, but there were no photos. He was just thinking, ah, oh, this, this is weird. I don't, I don't know if I should meet this, this woman. And then he said to himself, well, why not? as he took another long sip of his half of ice. Why not? I'll, uh... Yeah, I'll, I'll let her know. I'll send her a message back and say, Hey, I'm, I'm down at this, uh... This exit bar here, which is quite crowded. Nobody's wearing a mask. Waiters aren't wearing a mask. Lots of people having a good time. It's almost like there is no pandemic. It's kind of nice. It's like stepping back in time. So he, he sent that text message. Marley, her name was. He sent the text message and he said, I'm down at the exit bar. Do you want to wanna come join me for a Hefeweizen? A nice, sweet wheat ale? Wait a few minutes and then she came back with, Yes, yeah, I think I'd like that. She knew where her exit bar was and... In 20 minutes, there she was. He could see her silhouette in the door, and he just assumed it was her. There was quite a long lineup to get in, and because of the pandemic, everybody had to sign their name and leave a phone number as if that would somehow stop the virus from infecting them. As he was waiting, Carl got another text from Marley and said, Carl, there's something you need to know. And Carl's like, well, okay, shoot, what is it? And Marley said, you know, I, I used to know you in school. We, we grew up together. Do you remember me? Carl was like, oh, fuck. Uh, Marley, Marley. Um, uh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't remember you. I'm I'm sorry, Marley. I I have no recollection. What 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 grade did we take together? Grade three. You don't remember? 
No, no, Marley. I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I don't have a great long-term memory. I'm sorry. Oh. Okay, she texted back. Finally, she got in, but Carl still couldn't see her. She was, the bar was really dark, except um, right at the tables there were these hanging lights that lit the tables really well, but kept everywhere else really dark, so he, he couldn't see her face. And she turned around as she, as she approached, and she said, No, no, don't look at me. I don't want you to look at me yet. I want you to remember me. quite close to him and back was turned he couldn't see really any of her features at all she, she had a nice figure but you know he couldn't really he couldn't tell anything else about her and uh, she w- she wouldn't let him look at all and she said no Carl I, I want you to try to remember me Marley we used to play together in the sand how can you not remember we would make sand mermaids together. Sand mermaids? Um, Marley, yeah. this is a little weird. I'm sorry, I, I just, I don't remember making any sand mermaids with you. Uh, you know, it sounds uh, just just wonderful, but um, no, Marley, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't remember that. Oh, okay, well. Well, it's okay. Um, there's something else that I, I need to, to tell you, Carl. What's, what's that? And then she said it, the three, three special words. I love you, Carl. Well, that was four words, but she said first, I love you. And then after a pregnant pause and a couple of trucks went by, Carl. Oh, oh well, you can't imagine. I feel kind of relieved, even though I, I don't know who the fuck you are. I feel kind of relieved to, to hear that. I've been waiting to hear that for so, so long. I mean, oh, he was almost in tears just from the, the relief of it. And then he got that inner panic feeling. Of, well, <laughs> what if I don't like her at all? At all. Slowly, she she turned. Carl almost threw up in his mouth. She was the most hideous thing he'd ever seen in his life. This has been the fourth and final installment of My Creepy Uncle Carl, A Bedtime Tragedy. Brought to you by Blimp Theatre Company and Whole Media. Tune in next time for a new story segment to Wednesday Morning Coffee. In Flanders Fields by soldier and physician John McCrae In Flanders Fields the poppies blow between the crosses row on row that mark our place and in the sky the larks still bravely singing fly we are the dead short days ago we lived felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved 
and now we lie in Flanders fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you from failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep. Though poppies grow in Flanders fields.